0: This is the MMA Takes, Podcast. MMA Takes Podcast, with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Hey. Hey, hey. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. This could be like a little recap show, me talking about God knows what I have. No notes, just what we recapped on uh, this past weekend. Decent night, little fights here. Had a little bit of a, this is the first weekend since... Covid really in a long time where I, I couldn't really watch the fights. I had a, a dinner with my in-laws. It was my father-in-law's birthday, you know, and I went. I tried to watch on my phone as much as I could, but you know, trying not to be as rude as you know I could. But they were on, and then you know, whatever. But uh and I didn't get to, I didn't get to bet this fight, right? um I we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I got a lot of things to get to first. I got a lot of just random shit in my head. Welcome to the podcast. If you if you've never listened before this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a ramblings of a madman and then a little bit of MMA, a lot of MMA actually, I should say, but I'm actually, you know, what's funny is I I was just thinking about this. and I had to bring it up. My mom was always concerned with me with addiction, right? I've always been concerned with it, right? I don't do drugs. I've never have done drugs. I smoke weed. Maybe the last time I smoked was maybe senior year high school and it just wasn't for me. It made me very antisocial. Like I used to drink a lot, right? Like I, I would prefer drinking over, Weed, I know edibles are big right now. A lot of people take edibles. I I, I feel like they'd make me a little paranoid. I, I just it's not for me. I, I, I no judgment if you do it, but for me, it's just not for me. And then with the other drugs, when my friends started, you know, start uh, getting into the other drugs, I was terrified that I would like it because um, my real dad and my two sisters, my older sisters, they both have drug problems. My dad died of a drug problem, so it's like kind of in my blood, I guess, to uh, more my genes, I should say. To maybe have an affinity for addiction. And so I've never I've never wanted to, but also that's always been my big deterrent. Like I'm, a, I'm I'm gonna like it too much. I'm gonna fuck my life up. I can't do that. So I've stayed away from all uh all drugs besides like maybe weed. But for a while there in my early 20s, I was drinking a lot and, and I've never been a big drinker. So when I say drinking a lot, I just mean on the weekends, I was getting drunk like every night on the weekends, which isn't bad. It's not like I'm getting drunk every night, but I've always been able to kind of like pull things back a little bit, right? i've never been able i've never felt like like i needed to drink and i haven't drank alcohol in several years just because it makes me feel terrible has nothing to do with like you know a religious choice or like you know i'm straight edge or anything like that i just literally when i drink alcohol i feel like shit like i I, like my blood's allergic to it or something like that um because i used to like to drink i used to like to drink going to have a good time i mean i I wasn't the best drunk i was kind of a, a a mean drunk but that's not what i'm getting to my point is with the gambling and stuff, my mom, you know, she still she she still thinks I'm on the radio. She calls this my broadcast, not a podcast. And I don't know how much she listens. I think she probably watches the videos or whatever. She doesn't really understand gambling or anything. And and I'm doing okay. I was up pretty big uh, from last weekend, right? And and weekend I was establishing a really good bankroll. And she's always getting on me about. Listen Ryan, you you know, I don't want you addicted to that. I don't want you selling your house and you losing your family over over uh gambling addictions. I've seen the movies, I've seen stuff, you know, people do that blah blah. blah. So she's assuming I'm like one of those guys that's taking my whole paycheck down to the horse race and riding it on the horse race and then coming home my wife going, "I I blew it all at the track." You know what I mean? Uh not the case. I'm very smart with it, but this weekend was a perfect example of that. So I had a good bankroll, and I've said on these airwaves numerous times that you do not pay bills with one money. You just don't, right? You you work for a living. I'm not a professional gambler. This isn't my full time job. So all the money I win, I usually go and I you know I buy shit for myself, for a daughter, for the wife, whatever, whatever I can do. But for this time, I was saving up for a microphone. I wanted a new microphone, and I didn't need a new microphone. The microphone I have is, is awesome. I love this microphone, but there's another better microphone out there, and I'm a fucking little boozy bitch, so I wanted it, and it was kind of expensive, so I was saving up for that. I, I had money for that, and then that was like three cards to go. Then I kept winning, and I, I had a nice little bankroll, and I couldn't get down there Saturday. Uh, I had some things to do Saturday, and then we had an early dinner, and the fight started early. And I was like, you know what? It's not the end of the world that I can't get down there because I didn't know if I was seeing the board all that well, if I'm being honest with you. And good thing I didn't because I didn't go great on my picks. Um, so I, I withdrew a lot of it besides like two or three units. Uh, and actually, I, I think I have three, almost three and a half units left. I withdrew all of it. And instead of going out, getting the microphone and getting things that you know I, I don't need but want, I'm a big want guy. I want a million things. Uh, my daughter is is like that too. We got an Amazon catalog in the mail sent to us, and she's flipping through every page, going, "I want that, Daddy! I want that!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, you get that from me." Um, but uh, I, I went out and I, I paid my car payment for three months, and then you know I paid certain other bills that usually my wife and I split. I decided to go and pay those, you know, so we you know she can ease up on her on her end, you know what I mean? We're, 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 you know, we're a two, uh, income household here and she's eight months pregnant and, uh, you know, things are happening in her life where, you know, she's got to cancel some clients cause she's very pregnant and she doesn't feel good. And, um, yeah, so I did a really responsible thing. I feel pretty good. You know, my mom's always getting on me about this. And I think a lot of that just kind of got built up in my head from her. Uh, definitely not an addiction problem. Do I love gambling? Absolutely um it was kind of weird taking it off uh because these fights didn't mean as much you know because this card was besides the main event and the co-main event i guess a lot of these fights were a little you know i didn't really have too much invested up besides my picks so that's why gambling makes it a lot more fun but I, you know gamble responsible gamble you know that's important uh never go above your means and that's the one thing i don't think i have to worry about myself right i don't think I, when i come on here and i tell you bet your house bet your car I'm, guys i'm kidding I mean, if you really want to bet your house and car, I mean, go for it. But I I, I personally would never do that. Um, but, yeah, it was it was just one of those things, one of those realizations where, like, you know, if you knew me growing up, you knew I, I struggled with certain things about well, how I didn't want to be like my dad and he was such a bad guy. And I had a lot of demons of, like, oh, well, what if I turn out like this? I was always worried about, even, like, 15, 16, I was always worried about, like, what kind of man I was going to be when I got older or what kind of dad was I going to be or if I was ever going to get married. Because I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to be a father. Those are the things I want to do. It was like a competitive thing. My dad stunk so bad. I want to, even at a young age, I was like, I can't wait to be a dad. I'm going to be so much better than him. Well, it's not going to take much to be much better than him. But I I say, in uh, when he's short three and a half years on earth, I think I have done a pretty goddamn good job so far um, of being better than him. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it, it, it was like a realization. And I got this podcast. I might as well pop on and talk about it, right? Sometimes we get real here, folks. Sometimes you know it gets real. You know I don't have any vices, and a lot of people maybe look at gambling negatively because it's like, oh, that's that could be a problem. You could lose everything, or you could do whatever. Yeah, sure, but it's also a lot of fun where you just you're just betting a little bit, and you don't lose when you win. And <laughs> I got a pretty good track record of winning. Um, that's kind of why I stopped betting NFL. I used to bet NFL overs all the time. I love football, uh, and I and I was betting NFL overs like crazy, and I won. Like that was one of the first times uh when i first started gambling i was betting mma and football and i was winning more on football just betting overs and unders and games that i thought were gonna you know go over and under and i i built like my good my first like big bankroll, <clears throat> and then i cashed out i was like i'm done i mean i was on a lucky streak i was on a hot streak i was like i'm fucking done like i just the, you walk you walk away a winner that's that i'm not afraid to walk away like if we were, that was that fucking game show deal or no deal. Right. Like I would be horrible at that game because when the, when that dude from the fucking uh, the banker calls and makes you a deal, like, right. So like you could put potentially win a million dollars and he calls and says, Hey, we'll give you a deal for 300,000 or whatever. I'm taking that fucking deal. Probably. If I'm being honest, with you, I'm going to walk away with that deal, but that's uh, that's not here or there. So I just had a realization and another realization too, if we're going to get really real is uh no what a, I literally my sorry, my daughter made a noise in the background. I completely blanked. Oh my god, my brain just my brain just quit. Uh the only thing's popping my head is the the mic thing that you guys don't care about. So sure, sure SM7B is the mic I'm using. Joe Rogan uses this anyway. They've been teasing me with some new mic that's coming out next week. I got my guy Sweetwater on it. I said, "Listen, when when this drops, let me know because I love. I'm I'm a loyal Sure guy. I like Sure stuff. If you're listening to the podcast and you're not using anything Sure, you are a bum. I actually need to get new headphones. I don't need them, like I just said that. I want them, but the I need to get some Sure headphones because these Audio technicals are, are trash. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. <clears throat> Fights this weekend. We're gonna preview UFC two fifty four. I believe that's what it is, right? USC 254, am I, am I off base there? We'll go over the Korean Zombie and Ortega this weekend. Got a lot of thoughts on the fights. And then uh, there was a pretty big boxing match I watched, and I'll give my thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, we're just having a good time here talking about I I fucking didn't even want to bring up the whole new mic thing from Sure, and I just gave Sure a plug um, for no reason there, even though I like their products because I had to fill a... T- uh, a gap because I completely forgot what I was going to say. I was going to get real. This is unbelievable. Maybe I got too real already on the podcast, right? Maybe I got too real. You think that's what it is? Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll, I won't get as real anymore. Some people can only take the realness for so much. Anyway, Tim and I battled it out. If you didn't watch it on MMA takes a uh, podcast on YouTube, we did a live showing. Tim is on a heater right now. This is a guy that bets everything, right? He loves sports. He loves gambling. He bets on a lot more than I do. The only two for sports I really follow are obviously MMA and NFL. I love NFL, but um, I, I haven't gambled on NFL in like two years. And I, I play fantasy football, but that, I mean, I stink at it. So that's, you know, I'm in dead last place in my work league. I, I used to play three fantasy football leagues, right? I'd have one with the work league, which we started maybe three four years ago, one with my friends. And then I would do like just a daily one just just to kind of like, you know, get better at it essentially. The one with my friends, it was a hundred dollar buy-in, winner take all type deal, and I won it. I think maybe like three or four years ago, I won the whole thing, and I won like you know nine hundred bucks or whatever it was, close to a thousand dollars. I think it was a thousand bucks. Can't exactly remember the number. It was awesome, right? Because I've never been like super good at fantasy football. I mean, I know it's a lot of lucky. I know the game in and out, but uh, I just I've never been super good at it. And then with the work league, you know, a lot of these guys were first timers. A lot of these guys. Couple guys actually have never played before. I started it, you know, it's only 10-team league. We play for like 25 bucks. Uh, and I stink at it, right? These guys who don't play all that often or who haven't played now are really into it or really good, or even there's like a guy who auto-drafted and he's fucking first right now. It's crazy. Um, but you know what? I, I literally have won one game in that. But uh other than that, Tim, I was talking about Tim, excuse me, I got sidetracked. I'm in a sidetracking mood today. Uh Timbo. Bets everything. Loves NBA. Bets it. Bets golf, I believe. Uh, and he likes MMA. He's a good MMA handicapper. I tell you what. He likes to take chances, and he smoked me. Nine to two. Nine to two. Nine to fucking two. He crushed me. We'll go over the card of what he got right, what I got wrong. I will say this, boys. I It was kind of a blessing in disguise that I didn't go and bet because I really only liked one fight to bet. I only wanted to bet one fight, probably maybe two. I was very confident in Modestus. Obviously, we knew what happened there. I liked Ziam; he was my underdog lock. I probably would have played him as well, but it was it was going to be Korean Zombie. I thought Korean Zombie was was going to win, and that didn't happen. So I would have came up with a with a big big loss this weekend if 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 that was the case. But uh, I never made it down there, and I'm saving the the units I have for this coming weekend, which I've already dove deep into because I've got such a slacking Devin and I will be doing the pickums probably Thursday. We'll do Thursday live on, uh, on YouTube again, like normal. Uh, I'll tweet out links and stuff. You guys should join, subscribe, do all that shit. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do the pick live on Thursday. Podcast will be up same day and, uh, we'll get your picks in for the weekend. It's a big card. The card itself though, isn't all that great. I just, like I said, I've been deep diving in it since yesterday after my bangles lost, after they, uh, they broke my heart. I, I, I just, Turned off football and decided to dive into uh, some MMA stuff. And the card isn't as deep as you think, right? There's some really good fights. Islam falling off kind of sucks. I wish they would have found a replacement for him. Hopefully, he gets a quick turn. But the co-main and main event are so good. That main event, I mean, literally, I would pay 60 bucks just to watch the main event, if I'm being completely honest with you. The main event is absolutely steady. My boy Dante, yes, sir. Okay, so... Little insight here, um, my guy Dante, Dante Harris at Sweetwater. If you if you are in the podcasting game and you need anything, hit up Sweetwater, hit up Dante Harris. So sure, the company I was talking about, they've been they've been teasing me with this new mic that's coming out, and uh, I don't know what it's called. I hit him up. I said, well, "Hey, when this comes out, let me know." They say they're launching it next week. My guy goes, "Yeah, we're referring to the same mic. They'll be calling it the MV Seven. Check that out." inside knowledge there. That's all I know at the moment. Aside from pricing, would be less than SM7B. Awesome. So, Dante Harris is sweet. Sweetwater is the best. If you are in the podcasting game, I think it is vital that you have a good sound in your podcast. I have, I can't, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked again. I'm sorry. My brain is scattered. Let me drink some more caffeine and maybe I'll get a little locked in here. We're going to go over this card and I'm going to preview this weekend. I promise. If you have a podcast, whether you are on a network, uh, like a podcasting network, whether you just do YouTube, whether you just do podcasts, whatever, I don't have all the answers. I'm continually trying to evolve and get better and do different things. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm lacking on the video side of portions. I'm lacking on the YouTube, but I'm going to get better. I'm going I'm to try to get better. But the one thing I have listened to all your podcasts, if you don't think I've listened to your podcast. I have. Right? If it's on iTunes, if it's on Spotify, if you're on SoundCloud, if you have a Twitter where you send a link to just your YouTube, I've listened to you. That's that's just that's just a fact. A lot of guys, girls, whatever, mostly guys, sorry, it's true. The audio is just not there. You got to invest in audio. In the best place for audio, is sweetwater.com. I'm telling you, this is not an ad even though I have worked with them in the past. This is not an ad. Sweetwater is the best. If you go to Guitar Center, I'm gonna kick your ass. Okay, they're they're terrible. BH Photo and Video in New York is pretty good too. They're more on the video side. They're a really good company. They ship really fast. Sweetwater, however, based in Indiana, I need to go there. They're like three hours away from me. I would love to drive up there one day just to just to you know see all the the equipment and whatnot. Um, based in Sweetwater or Sweetwater, Indiana, based in Fort Wayne, Indiana, I believe. Um, awesome. Shipping is so fast. They, you can choose who you ship with UPS, FedEx, whatever. Um, and the, the, the techs that you work with are unbelievable. I have a credit card from there. I had just paid the credit card off. That's why I'm looking at buying another, just more shit because that I don't need, but yeah, sweetwater.com again, not a paid ad. I have worked with them in the past, but not a paid ad. They are fantastic. So for you podcasters that are coming up like me that have, Uh, a a good amount of listeners and you want to take the next level, you want to take the next, whatever I'm telling you guys for a guy like me, I'll listen to your podcast every week. If you're giving really good MMA knowledge, if you're entertaining, if you're all this, but you got to have the audio really sorted out. If you're talking through a headset that you use when you play your Xbox or your PlayStation, it's a no go. If you're talking into a blue Yeti, it's a no go. You got to step up the mic game a little bit. Give me some audio. Give me some, Uh production it doesn't cost a lot I have a setup here that it's expensive You don't need this i'm a boozy Bitch so i went overkill but Audio is important Joe rogan wouldn't be joe rogan He's a he's number one in podcasting He's a beast he's got the best guests. he's got entertaining conversation He is electric he is a celebrity he's all those Things but he would not be nearly as Successful as his podcasting and sound good That's just a fact he pays that Jamie guy a lot of money To um Get everything sorted out with the audio, with the video, whatever. And he gets very frustrated when shit doesn't go right. I know it. You've heard him yell at his buddies when they're chewing in the mic. You hear him yell at people talking in the mic, get fucking close to that mic because he knows how important audio is and he wouldn't be where he's at without audio. That's my audio rant. I'm just telling you, all the guys that are like me that are coming up, that are doing this for fun, that are doing this, that maybe make a career out of it or whatever you're doing, if you want a listener, me, because I'm always looking for new podcasts to listen to. I like supporting people that are doing what I'm doing. I I know it's a competitive field. You want to take down people. You want to talk shit about this guy or whatever. That's not me. I want to support you and I want to listen to your shit if you have good shit. But it starts with the audio, guys. Okay? It starts with the audio. If you need help with that, I am somewhat of an expert now because I'm a fucking OCD prick when it comes to this stuff. I'll help you. I'll give you recommendations. DM me. Hit me up. M-A-Takes Podcast uh, at gmail.com. Hit me on social media. I'll talk to you about that. I love that shit. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into the fights. Enough of that. I went on a little rant there. Sorry. First fight night, Saeed versus Mark Strangle. I took a shot on a Strangle here. Tim went Tim went super chalky in Saeed. Again, I wasn't seeing the board all that great. Strangle, I watched a lot of tape on Strangle. He he's he's he gases. He's got a good record, but he's really good on the ground. If he takes you down, he's 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 a handful on the ground. But the way he got dropped in the Said fight is the same way he's been dropped in other fights as well. He kind of keeps his chin up there. Striking is very very elementary, uh, I should say. I feel I feel like Sherlock Holmes. Very elementary. Um, was that a Sherlock Holmes accent? I don't know. I don't watch it. Um, but. He's been dropped that way before, coming in, trying to trying to close distance with his chin in the air. And Saeed's just a guy you can't do that with. Dropped him and he's a fucking finisher. He killed him under a minute in that first round. And, and it was a, a good W for Tim. I took a shot on a fucking plus 330 underdog. I thought if Strangle could maybe, maybe get to fight to the ground, he could have a chance. But Saeed was like, nah, nah, I'm 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 gonna come in. I'm gonna get cashed out in a minute. I'm gonna leave, dude. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Strangle again had a little hype before this fight, right? He's he's a champion outside of the UFC, he's got a good record. His UFC de- debut was postponed. I see people kind <clears> of <throat> on the bandwagon on MMA Twitter with this guy, they do like this guy. Um, he just didn't show out, it was a bad matchup for him. Said's so really good, but uh, yeah, so I dropped that one. Next night was Maxim Grissom versus Gadzeed Antigulov. I mean, Gazid Antigulov, I mean, I, I'm mispronouncing his name, but. This dude, I mean, is he done the UFC? Maxim Grissom's been talking crazy shit after this fight, right? They used to train together, and Grissom's like, I knew when this fight was signed I was going to beat him. I already knew. And, like, he's going like, there's no way Antigulov could beat me. He knew it. I knew it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Maxim, you could have probably finished this in the first round. You didn't. The uh, I know the under people, uh, the under one and a half rounds, uh, Antigulov's been finished in the first round his last three fights. The under people, the under bettors, the one and a half rounds was like minus one twenty five or maybe plus one twenty five. Um, a lot of those betters are very upset because you finished them in the second round. You know, basically at the very end of the second round. So the the under bettors are very upset with you, Maxim Grisham. And I don't think you looked all that great. If I'm being honest with you, you're one and one in the UFC. You're thirty one and eight overall. A little older. You're at two hundred five. There's some sharks at two hundred five right now. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm not. I'm just not overly impressed. I mean, you beat Anti Gulov. Cool. Uh, an undersized guy and a guy that hasn't won a fight no and forever but tim and i both were on that side fair zeum was not with jamie malarkey i'll sweeten this out i don't think i i got my tweet across because i was a little busy on saturday um this fight kind of stunk right ZM was my underdog lock i hit it a lot of people thought malarkey won the fight here's my problem with this fight here's my problem with jamie malarkey fair zeum's a guy who likes to strike right he wants to strike with you He's a counter striker. He moves a lot. He's throwing punches. Malarkey was trying to close the distance, clinch him up, take him down, right? That was a game plan. He failed in the first round. Couldn't get museum ZM down. ZM's long. He, uh, clinched up with ZM a few times, but was eating shots. Malarkey was dropped the first round, second round Malarkey, had a little bit better, um, offense. He took him down later half the second round. Here's my problem with a fighter like Jimmy Malarkey. And I'm happy that he lost. I don't really know how I scored this fight. I was biased because I had the underdog lock on ZM. Malarkey a guy that doesn't want to strike with you, right? If you're a better striker than me, he's like, okay, I'm not going to strike with you. I'm going to clinch with you. Okay. Well, he does nothing in the clinch, but hold on. And then he goes, okay, I'm going to take you down. So he takes you down and he gets on top and he does nothing. He does little pity pat ground and pound and he just lays on you. Right. And then eventually he's tired. His hips are getting tired. You know, he's trying to put pressure on top and then a guy will scramble out. The same thing happened in Brad Riddell fight. Fair ZM got up off the bottom multiple times. And then he does the same thing over and over again. Right. He was trying to take ZMs back. Couldn't get the back. His, he, he went the hooks way too early. He is too high a couple of times and ZM got right out. So what is you? Why are you in the UFC? Why are you 12 and four malarkey? If you don't want to stand up with somebody, that's fine because ZM was the superior striker. But when you clinch them and take them down, this isn't jujitsu. This isn't UFC one where you get unlimited time. You got to work. You literally just laid there and did nothing. No good ground and pound at all. Nothing. I don't mind guys taking fighters down or always hunting for a takedown. But when fighters do that, they have to do something. They have to throw punches. They have in malarkey, literally just laid there. This lay and pray shit is over. I'm so glad he lost this decision. I was so frustrated with this performance and I didn't even have money on the fight. I just had a simple pick on on Zeeum. But a guy like Malarkey, who's constantly looking for a takedown, to constantly do nothing is obnoxious now i'm not saying ZM looks great or anything like that like he needs to work on his takedown offense i thought his stand-up looked pretty good he was uh he was marking up malarkey in the feet a little bit got a little tired with with all the grappling transitions but he definitely looked better in the grappling with within the don match fight because the don match fight don got frustrated and took him down as well but don took him down worked his guard and was throwing big punches if you look at that third round that third round of the don match fight he was going for the finish he was he was stood up Raining bombs on DM, so a little bit of a difference. But Malarkey really pissed me off here. He might be in my shithouse, house. I don't know. I don't like the guy. I don't root for the guy. But yeah, I, I just I hate a performance like that. Next up, Junior Park versus John Phillips. This was Tim Stab at a big underdog here. He took Phillips. God knows why. The guy is absolutely terrible. Junior Park, primarily a stand up guy. Most of his wins come from standing up, but. He knew, I got to take this dude down. I got to get a UFC win. He took him down, dominated the fucking fight. It was like a 10-8 fight every round. I was actually driving in the middle of this fight, so I didn't get to really pay super close attention to it. I just knew Jung Young Park dominated it. was kind of cool seeing Kazmat, uh, I call him Kazmat, Shemaev in the back working with Phillips. They seem kind of friendly, working on some takedown, takedown defense and stuff. I'm not a Kazmat guy, but that's actually pretty cool seeing that. Since Kazmat destroyed him in his UFC debut. Uh, how's Phillips in the UFC after this point? I mean, listen, bare knuckle boxing is calling this guy's name so hard. Like, you know what? You want to stand up. You're the uh, white Mike Tyson or whatever you were called before you came to the UFC. Go to fucking bare knuckle. You're going to get a nice paycheck. Fight, you know, co made event with Paige Van Zandt. Uh, I mean, fuck. Just get out of the UFC. I just, he just, you know, he hasn't gotten any better. He's 22 11 MMA and just. It's shocking to me, even when he fights guys that want to stand with him. His stand up is all not is not all that great, uh, but yeah, Jungwon Park needed a win here, and, and he got it. He fought smart, he dominated. I think he landed the most ground strikes ever in the UFC or something like that. Some crazy fucking uh, statistic. All right, next up, Jillian Roberts There's Paulina Botello. We both run Roberts. It was a good play. She's really good on the ground. Uh, I didn't see this fight at all, so I don't know how it went. It was a three-round unanimous decision. I'm sure Jillian Roberts looked pretty good in this fight. I believe there was a moment in the third round I saw people t- talking on Twitter where um, Roberts possibly could have finished or had a submission late in that third round. But either way, I saw a lot of sharps, a lot of people that I listened to. Maybe not listened to, but I, well, I listened to, but not not listen to you know what i'm talking about like i listen to their podcast and they give out or youtube and they give out pics a lot of them were on pauliana um i just think jillian roberts is in a different place right now with with her ground game and her overall skills i think she's getting really good um and you know she's still a little weak on the feet you need to clean up the feet but her ground game is is legit all right next right guram katalezi versus uh matuas Gamrot. This fight marred in controversy. Gamrot undefeated coming in. He took Guram down several times. Guram got back to his feet. Guram is a is a, uh, a uh, I believe he's from Georgia, but he trains with Sweden. He's at Kazmats, bro. Kazmat was in his corner. Um, Guram, listen, this was an underdog. I flirted with Tim. Did not take him. He betted him though, but he 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 picked him in our pickums. We both were on Gamrot's side on the on the pickem. I flirted with Guram. I, I I was like I like this. I need to see more of his takedown the fence, right? And I saw some fights where he got taken down, but he got back up. But the my problem was is he he let takedowns happen. Gamrot's a guy who can do that for five rounds. He's going to come out. He's going to take you down. He's going to let you up almost just to take you down again. Uh, Garam was kind of classy in the feet, or excuse me, in, in victory. He said, ah, that's bullshit. I didn't win that fight. That's not how I fight. You know, he's primarily a stand up guy. Um, decent cardio himself. It was, it was a fight of the night. It was very entertaining. They both were going for it. Both these guys deserve to be in the UFC. Um, it was a split decision win for Garam and uh, listen, I, I feel bad for the Camrot betters because I know Gamrot probably had a lot of people put, a lot of people put him in their parlays he's a parlay buster for sure on that fight 17 and one coming over this polish former champion at ksw which i think they called it a regional promotion on the uh, uh on the broadcast definitely not regional it's it's up there with the big boys it's probably top five promotions you know i mean obviously ufc's UFC could be one, two, three, four, and five, but then you got Bellator, you got one, you got KSW, the Cage K's Warriors, they're uh, you know LFA, they're bringing a lot of talent over. I think Gamrod is is a solid prospect. I think both these guys are. I like him at one fifty five. Gamrod's going to give a lot of guys problems with that with that wrestling, with that grappling, and with the fact that he doesn't get tired. Grom, I like to see him fight a striker next. I want to see him maybe do stand up. That's what he wants. Uh, not the cleanest stand-up in the world, but he does throw some power. Very good fight. Entertaining fight. That was the first fight I saw at dinner, so that was pretty cool. Next up was Jonathan Martinez versus Thomas Almeida. Dev, or, me, Tim and I split on this fight. He went Martinez. I went uh, Almeida. Martinez closes an underdog. When we picked him, it was a pick fight. So Tim didn't get the underdog points, but he did have Martinez. I Almeida, uh, close fight. I thought it was very competitive. I have no problem with Martinez winning. Uh, I think Martinez landed this more significant strikes. I think he buzzed Almeida a few times. It was kind of good seeing Almeida come back. Maybe a little cool, calm, and collected. I think he has some good striking. I feel like he didn't trust himself. Um, I feel like the him being knocked out and the chin issues were in the back of his mind. And I feel like he just didn't trust himself. I think he had the better hands than Martinez. But Martinez pushed forward and mixed it up really well. And uh, is a tough dude. Is an up and coming guy. Is a guy I gotta quit doubting. I doubt him. I pick against him all the time. Definitely not gonna do that until I see who he fights next, and I'll probably pick against him. But yeah, I, I took a shot on Almeida. I thought Almeida was gonna come back refreshed here. I was surprised he was the favorite though. Uh, he closes a favorite. A lot of money came in on Alme- Almeida. Probably people remember the twenty no beast that came in the UFC. That was you know that was a stud. Um, and his striking is could potentially could be really good. I just feel like he was a little basic. He should have kicked more, and he just didn't trust himself. And Martinez has a lot of confidence right now. Marching forward, landing some big strikes himself, busted up Almeida. Really good fight for Martinez. That was a a really, really competitive fight. Really hard fight to pick as well. Uh, Like I said, Tim and I split. He took uh, Martinez, and he got it. Next up, James Krause was Claudio Silvia. I took Silvia's underdog play here. I actually really hated this fight when I picked it. I almost texted Tim and switched it to James Krause. I did not. I decided to keep it. Uh, horrible fight sloppy fight Sylvia barely wrestled stood on the feet his stand-up is uh, ter- uh horrendous James Krauss blew his knee out he looked terrible f- for being one of these MMA coaches the world class MMA coaches you went in there yeah you, you tore your knee you took the final short notice but I feel like there was opportunities for him to finish Silva on the feet he took way too many punches on the feet uh if if I'm being honest with you for Krause. Uh, and I didn't really like, I don't, I've never been a fan of Krause. I actually think he's a very overrated head coach. If I'm being honest with you, he's got some good, uh, talent from his gym. You know, he's got Grant Dawson. He's got some studs, but I personally think he's overrated. He called out Buckley and said some shit about Buckley. Buckley's already fighting Jordan, Wright. But, and when, when Krause's, uh, leg gets healed up, maybe pop up to 85 and, 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 and fight Buckley. I think Buckley knocks him out. Uh, not really sure what that's about. Maybe obviously I didn't get the context of it when in the post fight, um, obviously it's about something about training or something like maybe it's probably about money. They dicked over money. I know years ago, Uriah had a big beef with, uh, Misha Tate because Misha did a camp there and never paid him or something like that. So I'm assuming it has to do with money. Uh, the reason he trashed him the way he did. All right. Next up, Jimmy Crute versus Modestus Bukakis. (sighs) If you listen to this podcast, you listen to last week, you know, I got a, I got a problem with Jimmy Crute. He looked good. Listen, Modest is a guy. He's a huge underdog. He's my mortal lock. I got greedy. Is that what you want to hear me say? I got fucking greedy. So what happened was, is I looked up and down the card. I had my underdog lock in ZM. I really didn't like putting uh chance Sung Jung on the, on my mortal lock. I was not nervous about it, but kind of. I was leaning on Drage. I was leaning a few of these other people, but I wanted I wanted to kind of be a little special. I wanted to get maybe extra points, and I just got greedy. I thought Modestus was going to kind of dance around for that first round, going to hit Jimmy Crude up, was going to outpoint him, stay away from some takedowns, stay away from the clinch. Modestus is a pretty big guy himself, uh, and just really just stay on the outside and outpoint him. He's, he's done that in the past, and, and he's looked pretty good. Uh, leg kicks and I think Kroot just just buzzsawed right through him. Crew walked through everything. He, he's he's uh, a he's getting better. He's a young, strong, fucking Aussie, and uh, he cracked him with the right hand. That I don't know how the first right hand didn't put him out. He obviously put him out afterwards. Showed tremendous class after that uh, exchange. He literally sat there and made sure he's all right and stuff like that. You know, as much as I want to sit on Jimmy Crute, and again, it has nothing to do with him as a person. It has nothing to do with his fighting abilities. Even though the Serkinov fight. I thought he fought his worst fight ever, and that just is the fight that I had a lot of money on. Um, it's it's a petty thing, right? It's definitely petty on my end. It's 100% on my end. Obviously, Tim and I split this. This was Tim sent him home. That was a really smart pick there. Crute sent him home in the first round. It was a beautiful knockout by Jimmy Crute. I don't know if he got a bonus or not. He should have. That was a pretty sick finish. Jimmy Crute, a guy... I mean, 13 fights... And I got to be interested at 205. I kind of like Jimmy Kurt versus Johnny Walker. I think that might be interesting here. Um, Yeah. So uh, my greediness. Now, I'm not saying I would have changed anything because Tim was on fire. Tim picked a great card, but my greediness got the best of me. I went a plus 290 underdogs My mortal lock. Okay. Who the fuck do I think I am? Huh? That's some cocky. Yeah. Listen, I'm a cocky guy i have an ego but that's some bullshit (laughs) that's that's crazy i did that now if it would have hit i would have sat here and i would have been playing like oh music behind me as people crown me because that's what my ego fucking feeds off of but dead wrong dead wrong on that one and uh, i paid for it what are you gonna do okay you don't risk it for the biscuit baby uh next up jessica andros versus caitlin chikagan andros look great here listen this was tim's Mortal lock we both had on she looked fantastic. Caitlin Chikagian is a tough, tough out, right? She only loses if she loses by decision, right? Chochenko got her, but Chochenko's on another planet right now. I've said, and this is only on first fight at 125. I disagreed with a lot of people I listened to that were like, oh, well, you know, she was so strong at 115. I don't know if she's going to be strong with the 125 girls. Huh? She was picking up 135 girls slamming on their heads. She's going up in weight, which means she's going to get stronger. She's already probably stronger than these girls, and we proved it. Chikagian has good takedown offense. Andras slammed her twice, dropped her, and finished her with body shots, which you don't see a ton of um, with just straight punches anymore. Usually, it's a kick or a knee. She's just laying it punches, and Caitlin Chikagian looked like she was giving birth. She was like, my water broke. Uh Andraj look like a fucking tank in this. You know, that's what she is. She's gonna be outsized by everyone in any division. They're always gonna have the height on her, no matter if she goes to 115 to 125 to 135. They're gonna have the height on her. But she's a little fucking wrecking bowling ball. She's gonna go in there and, and she's the only one now calling out Chike or excuse me. Sochenko. Sochenko's gotta get by Maya, which let's face it, she's gonna fucking bust all Jennifer Maya. And then I think Andrade, if they want to give her another fight, cool. If they want to give her Sochenko right away. If they want to cancel the Jennifer Maya fight and give her Shetanko, I like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she looked fucking fantastic. I thought it was silly that people thought that maybe she would lose strength going up to 125. No, you bozos. She was killing herself to get the 115. Yeah, she's short, but she's fucking stout. She's going to be just as strong at 125. I think 125 is her perfect weight class. I think she might be a little too wide for 115. I think that weight cut maybe affected her a little bit. She's a little bit slower down there as well with those girls like Rose, which is so much faster. So is Wei Lee. Um. So was Yoanno uh, when they fought. She's a little bit slower for those girls, but very powerful. One thirty-five. She's too small for like Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes is is, is big, right? Um. But at one twenty-five, she fits there. I mean, she probably doesn't give up that much size to Shevchenko. Shevchenko's not the biggest 125er. I mean, she can't make one fifteen. She was too small on thirty-five. So kind of perfect. All right, main event time. Tim. This is Tim's underdog lock. He picked Ortega, which I thought was a joke. I laughed at him. I was so confident in Korean Zombie. I mean, I was so confident in him. It's it's crazy how confident I was. Ortega looked unreal. I mean, he looked fantastic. I can't, I, you know, I've never been a huge T-City guy, even though I believe I picked him against Max when he fought Max. Um, I bought into the hype. But when I when I tape study for this fight, I went back, and it's, it's the same thing. Ortega's losing every second of these fights, and he finds a way to win. That's an incredible heart thing. But I was like, where are the skills at, right? Yeah, he's got a good fucking guillotine. Yeah, he's really good off his back. But, uh, you know, in the Max fight, Max just shut him down. I thought Korean Zombie is is really good on his feet. I thought he was powerful. I thought he was going to come in and and not worry about anything and and really let loose on Ortega. Ortega's movement looked really good. His patience blew me away. And and, in the shot, his punch selection, his strike selection was really good. He threw when he had to. I feel like every time he threw, he landed. His jab later on in the fight was fantastic. His uh, changing the southpaw because he's getting his legs kicked up. Beautiful. You clearly can see that he works southpaw and orthodox all the time. Um, And his left straight looked fantastic for a stance that he doesn't do. You know, he's usually a righty. He went southpaw and he's working that left straight, which was fucking beautiful. Chan Sung Jung looked like he was stuck in mud a little bit, looked like he was confused. He said post-fight he ran into that spitting elbow, which almost put him away. He said he doesn't remember anything from on that. He was on autopilot. You can kind of tell in the fifth round, though, um, towards the end, he did kind of pick it up a little bit. He was putting pressure on Ortega. You know, he had already lost pretty much every round. Besides that, I mean, he was he was doing good in the, the second round, so he ran into the elbow. But the story here for me isn't isn't how bad Chan Sung Jung looked, which I don't know if he necessarily looked bad. He just looked confused. He didn't think this was the Ortega that he was getting. He thought he was getting the Max Holloway Ortega. He thought he was going to get the Ortega. who was going to come take him down. He got Brian Ortega, who looked really well-rounded. His striking looked good. You forget how long he is in there, right? He's a big 45er. His arms look so long in there. He was he was shooting for takedown singles even if he doesn't get them he's mixing it up he's getting the guy thinking uh he was doing that like knee tap little leg grab just to get chan zong jung to think about it his reflexes look really good his punch selection again looked fantastic i love his patience he won pretty much every second of this fight had a little trouble in that second round or uh, chan Zung jung came out on fire but he countered with that fucking elbow which i don't know how that didn't knock jung <laughs> jung out that's why he's the fucking zombie um, awesome performance, awesome fight, high level stuff. I loved every second of it. Ortega looks so fucking good. I probably have said on this podcast, and if I haven't, I've, I've definitely thought it. I thought the only challenger that I would want to see Volkanovsky fight was Jung. I thought at 145, there's a lot of guys kind of built in the middle right now that we don't know how good they are. I believe Calvin Cater's got a fight lined up. I think it might be Max Holloway sometime in December. I hope it's Max Holloway. Because I think he's a fucking stud, C- uh, Cater that is. And If he gets the dub over Max, that's a huge thing. Um, listen, Max is still in the mix, even though he dropped two to two, two Volkanovski. Even though Dana wanted to run a third one back, a lot of people thought Max won both those fights. You know what I mean? The first fight, I thought Volkanovski won. The second fight was extremely close. Max literally had no training camp for that. He slowed down a little bit, which you can't say Max always slows down ever. And he did. Uh, I thought that was a difference. And Max really kept up the pace in that fight because he won the first three rounds easy. I um, mean, excuse me, the first two rounds easy. The third round he started maybe slowing down a little bit. If he kept the cardio up, it would have been nuts. But there's a lot of guys at 145. But I just assumed Zombie versus Volkanovski was the only one that you can sell. Wrong. Brian Ortega came in. He shaved his fucking head the handsome son of a bitch shaved that beautiful hair He's donated to kids with cancer, which is something I've always wanted to do, which I think I I'm going to do. I think I'm going to grow my hair out. Haven't gotten a haircut in a while. I think you need six to eight inches of hair to be able to donate. Let's do it. Fuck it. I'm doing it. I won't grow my hair as long as Ortega. I I think I'd have to kill myself for that, but I'm gonna grow my hair out a little bit and I'm gonna see if I can donate it to locks of love or something like that. That's something I've always really wanted to do. And that's honest to God. So Respect to Ortega for doing that. That's pretty cool. A lot of people, including myself, thought it was a weight cut issue. He said he was struggling during the weight cut, and that kind of gave him the inspiration of all these people struggling elsewhere or something. He gave some kind of message about that. But props to Ortega. He looked fucking fantastic. You got a book Ortega and Wolkanovsky. I don't know if Ortega's banged up or not, but I like to see December, maybe beginning of January, maybe co main event that, uh, oh, well, no, I don't know if they do that because I was going to say co main event to Connor poirier card but they always put title fights above that you know connor and poirier they're not going to co-main event so i don't know i think you could probably put a title fight as a co-main and then, and then book Conor as the main event i think connor's maybe the only fighter maybe next to john jones that could that could really pull that off um yeah so that was a card again horrible my picks i believe i went, I went five and six on my picks which is not great for my year end total i did hit one underdog and tim fucking smoked me so props to tim he's still the champ we're still kicking the idea around maybe I'll go up to Target or something and buy one of those cheap replica WWE belts and we'll just send it back and forth, whoever's a champ. Um, I think Target probably has those, right? Wouldn't you imagine? There's no, there's no more toy stores. I'm not going to order it. I'm a brick and mortar guy. Um, that's something that Devin heard us say and he was into that. You know, Devin hasn't won in like four months, but he's into it, I guess. <laughs> All right. Another thing that happened Saturday night, which I watched in full, Tiafuma Lopez versus um, Vasily Lomachenko. I <clears throat> I knew a little bit about Tiafuma Lopez before he fought. I saw two of his fights before this. Power puncher. Looked great knocking out. He's 23 years old. He's already married. With lives in Arkansas. Wild story with this kid from Brooklyn. And, you know, he's only 15 and 0 or 16 and 0 now fighting Lomachenko. who's had like 500 amateur fights. He's only 14 and 1 in pro boxing, but like crazy amount of amateur fights. And this fight was, listen, I don't love, bo- I like boxing. I don't love it as much as MMA. I would take Ortega Korean zombie over the boxing match. Lomachenko and Lopez any day of the week. Lomachenko Basically, just gave up the early rounds and then start coming on at the end. And Lopez slowed a little bit. It was an okay fight, but like I'm not, I'm not blown away by it. I wasn't just, I wasn't, it didn't fucking knock my dick in the dirt. You know, boxing's kind of dead to me right now. I mean, these are two huge stars, and I watched it and it was high level, but I rather watch high-level MMA any day of the week. That's just me. All right, I was gonna preview UFC 254. I think I'm gonna do a video on that earlier later this week. So I'm gonna cut it short. I'm gonna tell you goodbye where I felt 42 minutes. More content will come out this week. I promise you. Got to pick them with Devin on Thursday. Make sure you tune into that. Make sure you follow me on MMA Takes Podcast on iTunes. Uh, yeah, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, Podcast, MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. Let's go. See ya. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down out there. What do you say? Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? That's Dalton. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.